Welcome to Sober Holic, a podcast about Christian recovery, where each week we explore topics that can free you from bondage and strengthen your relationship with God, others, and yourself. Now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason. Welcome to another episode of Soberholic. How's it going, Roger? Man, I'm hanging in there. It's, it's a bad morning for me already. Yeah. Um, you know, we, a lot of times we pre-record these shows, and so this morning we're doing one that we'll be sending out, um, you know, on Monday. But, man, it's just it's like truck problems. It's like all kinds of problems. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those days you wish you'd got back in the bed. It's only 7 a.m. <laughs> I know, man. I know, but I've been up since 5. But, you know, it, it's still good. You know, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. As I tell my sponsors a lot, there's not a chalk line around me. So today's going to be a good day. Yeah. It's still time. You can start your day over any time, right? Yeah. Well, see, I didn't even let it get to me. I'm like, I've not been out of shape yet. I mean, I mean, I could be any minute here. Huh? Depends on how much some truck problems cost. Well, hopefully, I've already <laughs> paid for them. I had some repairs oh, done, yeah. so they should be repairing what they didn't repair correctly. So I'm hoping that's going to be the case. But yeah. We'll see. But we're going to be doing that after we get done. All right. Sounds like a fun day. Well, let's get into it. We're going to do another um recovery story um from a character of the bible and this morning we're going to be talking about gideon gideon yeah Yeah. and you you you, do know anything about gideon i know a little bit about gideon um i know he was the scaredy cat of the bible yeah Uh, he he, he had a lot of fear and Uh i think a lot of people can relate with fear um um he didn't have a lot of faith and i think a lot of people can relate with that because mm-hmm. you know gideon was the guy you'll hear with a fleece you know you talk about a fleece we laid up kind of tested god in some ways and mm-hmm. and I, i've heard a lot of people and i've been guilty of this you know maybe you've came in a point in your life and you didn't know really what decision you should make and you you felt kind of well i need to do this or maybe i need to do that and and i've heard it said this way well i come up to the red light when i was driving and i said god if you make this light go from red to green, I'll do it. You know, you know, and whatever that thing is you're you're pondering on, and so we put uh, God's decisions up into a red light. You know, and that's really not faith at all. Right. Know, that's no faith in God. That's faith in chance is what that is. Mm-hmm. And so you know, Gideon's, uh, Gideon's story you know kind of mimics a lot of the things that we do as individuals and our lack of faith in God. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll. We'll get into that here in a second. Uh, first, just Gideon, just to give a little backstory here. This is after the Israelites have crossed the Jordan, after J- the Battle of Jericho, um, and after they've um, conquered the land of Canaan, which was the promised land, promised to to their forefathers and everything. And Gideon was one of the, the, the tribal leaders um, and often referred to as one of the judges um, in the Bible. And this his story takes place in Judges, um, and that's where we're at in the Bible. We're in Judges chapter 6 mainly here, um, talking about Gideon. And um, when God called Gideon, going back to what you were talking about, he was very reluctant. He did not he had a lot of excuses, which this sounds exactly like the story of Moses, right? When God called Moses in Exodus chapter 3, you know, Moses had excuses. He said, well, you know, I'm not a good speaker. You know, you don't really want me because I can't really talk that good. And so here, uh, Gideon's main excuse is that his clan, his tribe is weak. 
He's like, oh, you don't, you don't want me to do this. You don't want me to, to you don't want to pick me for anything because I'm, I come from a weak tribe. And, and what God was wanting him to do was defeat the Midianites. And so he, he came up with a lot of, and he wanted him to destroy the altars of Baal. Now, Baal was one of the false gods um, that a lot of the people in that region worshipped during that time. And so God told Gideon to go destroy these altars of Baal and uh, wanted him to defeat the Midianites, which was one of the one of their enemies that was trying to come back in and invade and destroy them. So that brings us up to where we're, where we're at. And when he calls Gideon, you know, Gideon comes up with these different excuses. But he says to him, uh, he basically kind of ignores his excuse and says, I will be with you, you know. Um, and I, I, I like that part because, you know, over and over in the Bible, we see God calling the most unlikely person to carry out his plan. And, and um, you know, God is always rescuing us from something for the purpose of something. And he uses very unlikely characters, um, just like we saw with Moses. Moses had just murdered a guy, you know. And, uh, you know, we see that over and over. Character, the Bible takes great care to highlight this point, that it's not perfect people. You know, God uses imperfect people to carry out his plan. Yeah, I've heard it said that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, meaning um, he has a plan and a purpose for our life. When we're talking about called, I mean, if I just made it simple, um, he has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he'll equip you for that purpose. You know, you, you don't have to really do anything. You just have to trust him to, to do it through you. Um, and you got to be willing to let him do that. And that's oftentimes, you know, looking at the Bible, um, it's good that you point out kind of where we're at and what, what we're talking about here with Gideon because um, I, when I first started reading the Bible, which took me a while to do because I was just ignorant to the Bible. I just didn't know anything about the Bible. That was a bunch of just stories and um, they had really no meaning. They didn't interconnect with one another. But as you said, really, this is just a timeline of what God has done from the foundation of the earth through his people to get us to Jesus Christ and, and to show us the redemption uh, of the world, you know, of how things can look, his grace and his love. And so, you know, as as you read through the Bible, you'll see that you know all of this is taking place in different times. Now, it may not always be exact in time order as you're reading it. Like one book may not be right in the same, um, but you'll see that they all do link one another to, together. And all the 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 characters um, I used to think were just mighty men, you know, that are just great heroes and. They are even referred to as heroes, as mm-hmm. you'll read it in places. But um, they didn't begin with that. It was their faith that got them there. It was their dependence upon God that got there. It wasn't their own power or knowledge or strength that got them there. That was the big misconception I had about the Bible. I was like, well, if I could do all that too, you know, I could, you know, I wouldn't have that problem. Well, you find Gideon hiding in a wine press, scared to death, shaking um, mm-hmm. as he's fixing his, his his people are fixing to be defeated. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. He wasn't even willing to stand up for himself. And that's kind of the way I see us is just mm-hmm. people today is just oftentimes scared and, and we feel defeated. Yeah, and then and then you have after 
after God calls Gideon and and says, I will be with you, then you, you actually see, you know, a good quality of Gideon. He he worships. He turns and worships God um, through sacrifice. And, you know, this is the part um, I really like about Gideon is is that he, he focuses on the on the person and the power of God. And I think for us, um, you know, that that's a a good lesson to draw out is when we feel like we're inadequate, when we feel like we can't um, overcome something in our in our lives, um, that we should turn to uh, worship the Lord and we should turn to focusing on who God is and, um, you know, believe in him. Um, so many times, um, you know, in my life, whenever I, I feel kind of overcome by different problems that are going on or whatever, you know, that's that's one of the last things I, I choose to do. I choose to just dwell on my problem, stew in it, get resentful about it or whatever. And, I, you know, I, I don't focus on the promises of God. There's over 6,000 promises in the Bible. And, um, you know, all, all the promises that, you know, um, God has shown throughout the Bible and just also just in my personal life. I mean, he's always been there for me. Now, that doesn't mean that it always works out in right. the way I want it to work out. There's a big difference there. But he's always been there with me, and I know he always will be there for me. Um, so, you know, I, let's not just, you know, I don't want to just throw Gideon under the bus all together because he, he did do do some things right. But it was a slow go. It was slow, yeah. Even if you look at his, in his time and through all of this here, if you look over in verse um, 13, it even talks about it a little bit. I think it's in verse 13 where he talks about, um, you know, the people of his day, all the people that were surrounding him, you know, was talking about the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hands of Midian. And you know, so he's he's believing what he's hearing from everybody else. You know, it's not like he has complete faith in God. It's not like he was really even worshiping God. He was kind of blaming God. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this this is all happening because God, you put us there. Uh, you're you're making this happen to us. And let me tell you, I can relate with this a hundred percent. When I lost my hand, when I've had other trials in my life, I blame God for the circumstances that was happening in my life, and I never took responsibility of those things. But you know, had had the Israelites, Gideon and his mm-hmm. people, done the right thing, um, they would have not come against all this because God didn't abandon them. It was that they had they had done wrong and they had yeah. done evil in the, in the eyes of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, it's just like, you know, a father who punishes a child for doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. This is what happens with God. It's not that he's keeping score trying to send you to hell or give you this punishment. He's trying to teach you and, and love you. Man, this was the hardest thing for me to learn as a Christian, that God is not trying to do this. If he's just, he has to He has to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no other way around it. You know, when I get onto my kids for doing wrong things, it's not that I want to see them in misery because I grounded them or I spanked them or any of those things. It's because I love them and I don't want them to go through that pain again. Because sometimes if you continue down that path long enough, the consequences are much worse than a spanking or a timeout, you know, 
oftentimes in my case, my consequences end in death. And mm. um, we were trying to avoid that. And that's what the Lord was doing for me. But it took years for me to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't say how much time passed before he finally, finally got it. But, um, so yeah. So then, you know, God commands him to destroy those, those, um, altars of the false gods of Baal. And, um, and he does. And he kind of does it, he does it in secret or tries to, so nobody will know. So none of the locals will know that it was him, right? You know, he's trying to trying to pull a fast one. So he does destroy the. He does do what God commanded him to do at the end of the day. But isn't that kind of the way we we do things? Like <laughs> yeah. Lord, uh, you know, it's almost like doing the steps. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't do the steps a hundred percent the first time. Like I did the best I could, but I was kind of kicking and streaming, and I, you know, I didn't want to do it all the way. And I kind of see this with Gideon's story that, you know, yeah, he knew he should do this. He wanted to do it, but he was scared to death to go do it because mm-hmm. of change. We don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, he did it. He just did it the bare minimum way, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he destroys the altars, and then the locals find out. Then they find out that it was him, um, which, I mean, you know, whenever you do something like that, you, you know, most of the time you're going to get found out. Um, so he finds out and then they wanted to, uh, they wanted to kill him for doing it. The, the, the bell worshipers wanted to kill him and his dad actually kind of in a weird way, you know, kind of comes to his aid and says, Hey, if, if, if Baal is real, well then can't he defend himself? You know, if his, if Baal is a real God and his altars are destroyed, couldn't he take up for himself? You know, couldn't he contend for himself? And so that kind of, you know, gets the locals off off of his back. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me think about the idols that we kind of, we set up in our own lives. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, looking to relationships to fulfill us and bring us peace or whether it's, it's looking to, you know, this job, oh, this job is going to, is going to make me happy or it, you know, if I have this much money in my bank account, then I'll be happy. All these different idols that we set up in our lives, you know, if they truly were going to make us happy, um, it would it would have already done it already. You know, there's right. a lot of there's a lot of things idols in my life that, you know, I would have already found that out that it's going to work. It, it, it's going to it's going to bring me peace and it's going to bring me contentment. And at the end of the day, none of it did. And the only thing that ever has brought me contentment and true joy and peace in my life is the Lord and my relationship with him. When I was um, in active addiction, you know, I would just continue to do that same thing over and over. We talk about insanity. And I wanted it to um, I wanted it to work. You know, I wanted something different in my life. And I kept going to that, trying to make it work, make it work. And it never would work. And I just, I was just, I was just unwilling to trust God with anything. Then there came this point where I was willing to say, okay, maybe God, you can do what I can't do. So I just kind of believed that, that he had to be able to do it because the mm-hmm. other way just didn't work anymore. And as I've, as I've done that, I've realized, even though I kind of went kicking and screaming, kind of as I went to trust the Lord without a hundred percent faith, um, he's done for me what I look for in drugs and alcohol my whole life. And, um, and has been faithful and consistent with it. Now, the times that I've kind of 
I'm not saying I've walked with faith and my faith has just grown since day one. And, you know, here I am, one of these heroes that we could write a story about. Put me in the Bible, Jason. What are we waiting <laughs> on? Um, I'm not there because I am already backtracking, you know, look, you know, with, with no faith at times today. You know, I, even though I've seen God work right in my life, I've seen him um, bring me through things I couldn't do, um, that drugs never could do. I still go, well, you know, I think that maybe I did it myself. Mm-hmm. There's times I think, well, maybe a drug or a drink would still be a, a good idea. I mean, that's insanity, but yeah. those are still there. You know, I still have those thoughts. That doesn't make me wrong, but, um, you know, it just shows that faith is, for me, is always growing and shrinking. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just something that you build up like a balloon and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. For me, it kind of gets bigger and bigger and explodes and then I have to blow up another balloon mm-hmm. and, and build my faith again because I, I just, I kind of crawl fish back sometimes. Yeah, and, and like you were talking about, like, you know, how the children of Israel, the Israelites, they always forgot what the Lord had brought them through. You know, exactly. he had brought them out of Egypt and from slavery and everything. And he, he had always come through for him um, as, as far as being, you know, holding up his end of the bargain and and holding up his covenant promises to them. It they was, cried for food. He gave them food. I don't like for, that food. Well, here's yeah. some meat. And then they, <laughs> then they complain about that. Yeah, so they always forget. And, and that's just like that's just like us. I mean, I, I forget, you know, what the Lord has brought me out of. Um, from just an insane act of addiction, lifestyle of addiction, jails, rehabs, all that stuff. I, you know, after you get down the line a little bit, it's easy to forget. Or even, not even way down the line, even just a few months sober, you know, uh, sometimes I would, I would, you know, just, I would forget, you know. Uh, they, they say we have a built-in forgetter. And uh, uh, I just sounded really country when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> built in forgetter but uh but that, but it's true you know and 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 i think that's that's one reason why um it's been helpful to me to journal you know um, from time to time to remember just exactly what god has brought me out of and even you know my wife even helps me sometimes when i'm when i get down she a couple of years ago i was kind of depressed about something or getting down about something and she wrote out like a timeline you know, of the last few years and where I was, you know, seven years ago. And then, you know, the key events that happened, like the the, the blessings, you know, uh, that God has given me in sobriety this time. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, wow, you know, that is amazing. Right. You know, really what God has done. And, and here I am doubting that he's going to keep on bringing me to where he wants me to be. And, uh, you know, that that's where we just got to have faith that he's he's not gonna he didn't do all this work in us just to drop us off and, and leave us. Right. Well, that's the that's the the part of Gideon's story that I love is because even though Gideon was scared, he didn't think that he was equipped to, for the job. Didn't think he could do what he had to do. Um, God gave him this promise, and he said, "I will be with you." Mm-hmm. And what what I hear from that is that it's not I need you to do this, which there was things he God asked of Gideon, you know, of tearing down the altars and, and the things we've mentioned. And there's much more that we sure. don't have time to get into. But um 
you know, it's not that we have to do it. We have to be faithful to follow through with what we're called to do, but it's in God's power that we do this. Yeah. You know, and so when we think that we have to do this, we do it in his power. And that's the reason the steps are so important. Mm-hmm. You know, we admit that we have a problem and then we believe that God can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. You know, step three um, could be step 12 mm-hmm. but it's not because we we can't we can't do the rest of the steps without god we need him there with us to do it yeah because most of us have tried to do it in our own power the whole time and maybe you're listening to us and you go well i've been a christian since i was a kid or or whatever i've been christian for years and years and years and why am i having this problem if i'm a christian god's with me well my guess as i've talked to people is that you've kind of drifted away from God, Mm -hmm. you know, in your faith. And you, it's not that God left you. It's just you've kind of left your dependence on him. You know God. Uh, The Israelites knew God, Mm -hmm. but they still didn't really have faith in him. I mean, they they believed that that they had been abandoned by God. Yeah. And oftentimes I I have felt that way too, of just being abandoned. So I I think that Gideon's door can remind any of us that – it's, it's in God's strength that we do these things, and whether we're fearful or not, he can still use us because it's not about our problems, the things that we've done in our past. God doesn't identify us by those things. We're identified by who we are in Christ and the plan and the purpose that he has for us going forward. It's just a matter if we get onto his plan or if we yes. continue to ask him to get onto our plan. Yeah, and it, it's about doing our part. You know, Gideon... You know, and and the Israelites felt like God had abandoned them, but he he hadn't. It was because they had not done their part. Right. And you know, just just like in recovery, you know, um, I mean, there are people that just they put it down, they put their addiction down, and and never have to work the steps or do any of that, and they they find freedom that way, and that's fine. And I praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. But for people like me, you know, I I had to do the actual work of recovery. Um, to achieve long-term sobriety. It it didn't happen overnight. You know, I had to do my part in it. Well, I think that's enough to get um, our people a hold of Gideon, maybe what it's about. And um, if you're – hopefully my goal with all of this, when we talk talking about these character studies and these biblical testimonies – is that you will just, if you've never read the Bible, if you've never been interested in the Bible, to shed a new light on it so that you can see that these are real people. Yeah. And they do um, relate to recovery. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not the drug addiction as many of us struggle with, but they had their own problems. Mm-hmm. And God used and worked through those problems uh, for their good. Yeah. And so if you're interested in this, uh, I challenge you to kind of look at Judges chapter 6. Take a look at it yourself and begin reading more about Gideon's story. And um, if you've never read the Bible, maybe Gideon's where you start. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That that would be cool. I would love to hear about that because I've never known anybody to start with Gideon. Right, yeah. But, um, you know, you you never know because we all identify with different things and different people. And fear was certainly one of Gideon's uh, problems. Mm, Yeah. So I think that's kind of brings us to the end of another. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's a good one, man. Thanks for bringing Gideon to us and showing us what Gideon really looks like in his story. And until next time, I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. 
please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.